0: 651-641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at my talk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. So I saw this BuzzFeed article that it was entitled 19 Tiny Things Starbucks Employees Hate That You Do. Now I didn't really care so much what the Starbucks employees hated that their customers did. Yeah. Um, As much as I realize that so many of the things are the things that would drive you crazy as well if you're standing in line behind it. Like, uh, for example, can I get a vanilla latte with two pumps of vanilla, three pumps of hazelnut and whip? Which is like a fancy schmancy order that I find curious, right? So I thought, you know what, let's just see what people's high-maintenance coffee and food orders are. 651-641-1071. We won't judge, but we may have questions like, how did you arrive at that? Let's get to the phones because we already have a high-maintenance person on the line. Hi, Liz. Are you high-maintenance? Hi. I don't understand why this is high-maintenance, but they freak out when I order them. Oh, no. Okay, well, let's see. Try us. See if we freak out.
1: Okay. I want a Trenti black... Trenti... Trenta black iced tea with no
2: sweetener and venti ice. Okay, so that's fascinating. Okay. So right off the bat, you're frustrating me with uh, the use of these words I don't understand. But presumably the Starbucks barista knows what a Trenta and a Trenta is like the XL. Vento, venti. Yeah, it's
0: like a wine bottle. Yeah, and, and then the venti is like a large. So what
2: you need to say is, yes. I, I just want a big ass iced tea with not so much ice.
1: Okay, I'll dumb it down for you, Bradley. I want an extra large iced tea with a large scoop of ice.
2: Got it. And what do they usually, um, so they you say they get frustrated. How do they communicate yeah. that frustration to you?
1: They say, you want light ice? And I say, no, I don't want light ice because light ice is ice is subjective. And sometimes I get four ice cubes. Oh. Then the ice is a
2: quantity. Look at you! You are so smart because you've you've been through this a few times, and you've asked for light ice, and they give you four ice cubes. I get it. How
0: did you arrive a cold beverage? How did you arrive at asking for the venti ice? Because I got light ice so many times, I got four ice cubes. But nobody told you to do that. You just were like, "Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just ask for the right." Oh my gosh, Liz! Well, you were very resourceful. You're very smart. I have their system, but
1: they don't half the time they are very confused and yeah. don't understand what I'm doing.
2: Well, I hope you know. Maybe you should just like give them, give them a cup that they can scoop the ice with.
1: Yeah,
0: give me this much ice. Yeah,
2: you're like take this cup.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Liz. That was a great idea. Thanks, Liz. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I think part of it, the reason why I get curious about this, is because admittedly, the three of us in this room. Are like the lowest maintenance coffee orderers in the world.
2: That is absolutely true when it comes to coffee, most certainly, because I get black coffee. I say and,
0: give me your largest black coffee,
2: period. And sometimes I see now I don't get a large ass black coffee. And the reason is it gets cold. It gets too cold. Quick. I get the, the medium, what is that? A grandy? Grande. An yeah. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um so I get the medium coffee. But now there have been occasions now because, you know, there's been this move afoot for the gays to only order iced coffee beverages. And so wanting was to was that decided trendy, at the meeting? Yes, there's like a whole thing about it. Um, and so wanting to stay on trend and au oh, current, mm-hmm. I have uh, availed myself of the occasional cold press coffee and they're quite good. They're quite tasty.
0: Thank you for the review. I have a feeling, though, that still is not high maintenance. No,
2: definitely, because I don't do pumps. I don't do Skims foams, whatever. I don't do. You don't that. You don't have to worry about any no, of that. Just stuff. give me the stuff. darn
0: coffee, black, <laughs> yes. either hot or cold. Those are the only two options. So, so Holly and I were actually talking about this uh, a little bit earlier. Just like the fascination with like, how did people arrive at their frou frou yeah. high maintenance order? Yeah, because when they're like half calf double some latte, how did you get all that? And why are you an auctioneer?
2: <laughs> but you, but to your point, like I didn't even know those were options. No. Like, is there a online create your own ideal beverage uh, website? Forum? Yeah. Is there?
0: Do they have a class on that? Wanda's on the line. Hi, Wanda. Wanda, what is your frou uh, frou high maintenance coffee or fast food order? Mine would be a food order. Okay. And when I order a roll up of any kind, like a chicken Caesar roll up or chicken bacon ranch roll up. I ask that it be tossed before it's placed in the shell. Oh.
2: Oh, interesting. Tell me why you've had to to make that point.
0: Because that way you get a bite of everything in the one bite, rather than everything falling out and just maybe getting a bite of cheese and then nothing else. Everything is mixed together in the wrap.
2: Look at you, smarty pants. I
0: actually, you know (laughs) what? Sometimes when we do talkers like this, by the way, thank you, Wanda. Sometimes when we do things like this, I actually learn a better way of living. Yeah, and I think Wanda just taught me that.
2: Well, that's like the the trick that we've talked about on this show. Like, um, add something special to your order because if you're rolling through the drive-through at midnight, they're just pulling some sad little burger off the line that's, that's just been, been sitting, sitting under there, that lamp for under the, whole the heat night. lamp. So if you're like, hey, can I, you know, get extra cheese on this, or can I get, um, you just shaken. want like a
0: hamburger with cheese?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like for example, if you get a chicken sandwich and you want cheese on it. Um, they're not just going to pull one off the line and put cheese on it. They're going to make it fresh. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's how you hack the system. But I love that idea of like, have it tossed before it goes into the wrap. Can
2: you toss my salad before the wrap?
0: Not after. All right. uh, Nobody else has frou-frou beverages and or food orders.
2: I did want to talk about a very important issue. What's that? I forgot. So Holly, did you have a special order?
1: No, because I'm just like you guys. Yeah, we're boring.
2: Even with food?
1: Even with food, I don't. Maybe I ask for the salad dressing on the side because I don't like my lettuce wet. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I guess you answered the question.
1: Well, it's a textural thing. I don't
2: understand people ordering things on the side.
1: Well, I like to control the volume of dressing on my salad because if you leave it up to the person who's making it, a lot of times it's too much. Yeah. And it's just it's just a text and a, te- a texture thing
0: and a taste the, thing. Well, here's, he, the, when I do order things on the side, the only reason is if I, if I think I'm not going to finish the whole thing, if I'd like to bring it home, especially with a salad, I don't want to bring it home with the dressing on it because then it's over.
2: So, so are you like dipping? Sometimes them? I'll do that, oh. but
0: I also think that's dumb. That's a lot of work. That doesn't work for me when we come back on the company and bradley show <laughs> that's dumb that's when dumb we come back what works for we you should actually just have a whole segment <laughs> that doesn't work for that's me that's dumb <laughs> that doesn't
2: work for me i mean it's basically our show
0: hey uh were you at the toto concert last no. night because we weren't
2: oh yeah no not us
0: Mm-mm. but if you were in your inner listening audience we would like a full review because again yeah we, we can't be we couldn't be bothered to actually pay attention. Or
2: like read the Star Tribune review. But, you know, we want to hear what you No, I want
0: to hear what people really thought if they were there. Yeah. 651- 641-1071 If you were at the Toto concert last night, we'll also... Do we have audio of them doing our favorite song that we we made famous? Again? that um, we like to take credit for, it. Uh, we might be able to hear a little snippet of what they did last night at the State Theater. 651-641-1071. Were you there last night? We want to know. Did you see Toto? Call us on my talk 1071 hey were you at toto last night at the state theater 651-641-1071 this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and i don't know about you well bradley actually it was really just you you got a whole bunch of shout outs from listeners who Uh, were there and tried to keep us in the loop of what they saw.
2: We actually got a bunch of emails from listeners um, through our show page telling us that they were there last night um, saying, uh, for example, uh, our friend and listener Marion said, hey guys, I was at Toto last night. It was just as awesome as you thought it would be. The musicianship of all the guys is incredible. They sounded fantastic. She went on to say, my only disappointment was that they didn't play a couple of my favorites, um, but they have so many hits that there was no way they could have played everything. Um, she did give us a heads up that there might be some uh, audio from, uh, or I should say, audiovisual experience uh, on her Facebook page that and we could share.
0: Guess what? What Holly has uh, navigated over to the Facebook, and uh, she has located said audiovisual experiences. So, is this going to be like basically the same as us being there?
1: Mm, no. Okay. However, <laughs> we will be able to hear. The total performance from last oh, night. Perfect. So our first clip is going to be of the Colleen and Bradley show's very favorite Toto song, which is Africa. What? Oh, man. Don't you oh, wish you were I there wish I were there. Like, yes.
2: Because I imagine it was 3,000 times better than that clip alluded to. Um,
0: what is it about that song that just, you know, gives here's, me the goose, here's my the theory duck bumps, about life. as my buppa would say.
2: The duck bumps.
0: Yeah. Here's every
2: time my, here's my theory of that i think why some of those songs i honestly think it's this is just gonna sound dumb because as i'm like saying it in my head before i say it out loud i'm like that sounds weird but don't
0: judge just feel. just the just um, feel.
2: the musicality of the music <laughs> meaning the like there's like a band yeah. playing that music with instruments and like i know that sounds dumb no, I know what but you're the saying, music though. we listen to today so often doesn't have yeah like actual instruments playing music
0: and there's like and all the voices are synthesized and these are like actual people's voices with feeling and emotion and thoughts and and it's just a,
2: you know it's just a banger as the case the <laughs> it's, it's a, a
1: banger it's a bop it's, it's a, a
2: bop. bop i don't uh-huh. think it's really a bop banger, no it's, a bang. It? it's, it's a, it
1: a bang it's a slap i'm not I sure know. i don't know but we've got another it's song a, oh, okay let's do it that toto performed <laughs> the last night at the state theater now this is a cover of a classic Beatles song. Here is their version, Toto's version, of While My Guitar Gently Weep.
0: Now, that is, by the way, for those of you who are just tuning in wondering, why are we listening to music? And why does it sound like it's so far away? (laughs) Um, That's because uh, that is some of Toto last night at the State Theater, which we were remiss in not purchasing tickets to one of our, like, Show bands. Because we weren't paying attention. Because we weren't paying attention. It's our fault. But I did want to just say, Holly, why don't you lend some perspective as to why they might have been playing a Beatles song at the toto concert
1: oh yeah because uh the guitarist for toto is a member of ringo star's all-star band which is kind of cool which That's
0: is kind of a fun connection right there yeah okay so is there one more i believe is there is, is it a song that we're gonna
1: appreciate and recognize yeah it's one of toto's greatest hits oh good this is toto's performance last night of the song Rosanna, ah, oh, such um, a good
0: song.
2: So, by the way, we also missed out on an addition to the concert. We could have gone to the uh, or gotten the Toto VIP meet and greet experience package. What for two hundred and forty five dollars? We could have gotten not only a premium ticket, which I imagine at the State Theater would have been pretty choice. Like you would have been in the front row, probably yeah. our f- uh, first couple rows. Meet and greet with Toto, an individual photo. With Toto. A Toto photo? A Toto photo. Toto Request Live. An individual photo. Wait, I just said that out loud. <laughs> access to exclusive sound check. Oh
0: man.
2: An exclusive autographed poster. <sighs> a lapel pin, early entry, first access to merch, and a commemorative VIP laminate.
0: Quick question, yeah. you guys. Uh how are you all feeling right now about the fact that we missed an opportunity of a lifetime?
2: Yeah, well, you know what? Here's here's what I know about life. If we really did miss the opportunity of a lifetime, that opportunity will come back.
0: Actually, by definition, <laughs> it, it won't.
2: I'm just trying to make myself feel better. It's we. we no, we up. failed. We, we failed. failed big time. No, big time. We
0: actually fully failed, and I have this like bizarre grief that I'm working through right now because we could
1: have had our photograph taken. We could have had a phototo.
2: A Toto. No, it's a, to- it's a toto photo. <laughs> toto photo. Toto photo.
1: Oh, man. That, uh, we, guys,
0: we big time show fail. We will be living this down forever. Yeah. Also,
2: you know what? We didn't fail.
1: Who failed us? B.
2: Uh, B. Arthur failed.
1: That's true. Oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. should have
2: been on this. No, the kidding. promotions department should have yes. been pushing
1: this. Yeah, it was their fault too. Sales yeah, exactly. missed a uh-huh. huge uh,
2: mm-hmm. sales opportunity. Yeah, you're
0: right. Actually, yesterday I blamed our listeners. That wasn't fair. No. I want to apologize to Good you. Job each of you individually. The fault rests entirely on the full outer staff of my talk 107. Yes, one hundred and seven. Yes, and you
2: know who you are because you you're probably listening you are. in your cubicle and you should feel ashamed of yourself and I am just so disappointed in too. your behavior. I
0: really am too. <laughs> you guys, we suck. We, we really <laughs> <do> suck. <laughs> oh well, I mean, again, uh, my hope is that they had, have had a successful tour and that they do decide to make one more round at least so that we can this time I want to get like on a, some sort of news alert or something
2: yeah if I only cannot we had believe. a to keep track of this actually happening
0: when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly speaking of D bags yeah well we got D bags coming at you after this duck on my talk 107 one We got some celebrities behaving badly that we would like to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We got a name for those celebrities behaving badly. What's that name, Bradley? Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
2: Okay. Who's in your bag of D.
0: Let me uh, tell you. It, it is a Dr. D, Dr. Drew, in fact. Oh, no. Okay, so let me just set the stage for you, because this this is an audio D-bag. Okay. And um, I want to set up for you what he's going to be talking about, because it's something that we have not talked about a lot on the show, which is what is going on with Aaron Carter. Okay. And specifically, the thing that uh, that the most recent story is the face tattoo he got of Rihanna. Yeah um dr drew was asked by tmz to weigh in on it and their first mistake whenever dr drew weighs in on a celebrity i have a very similar reaction shut your mouth this one is this you'll you know what i'm gonna let him do his own talking on this okay so he is talking to tmz about aaron carter and his decision to get a tattoo on his face
2: no, know Aaron, I have no business commenting on what's going on, he's been, he was on the doctors as you know and he listed a whole series of diagnoses that are very serious, that don't make sense, they don't, don't fit together, but suggest that something really serious is going on, then he put this face tattoo on, yes. and immediately that reminded me of Brittany when she shaved her head,
1: it's the same behavior, same probably kind of condition he's in as she was then. And let's just, you know, in terms of trying to understand what Aaron might need. I mean, Brittany
2: is need an extended conservatorship to manage her mental illness. So it's probably that kind of thing we're dealing with. Is
0: it that much harder to help him when he doesn't have that? We can stop right there. What is wrong with that? Everything.
2: I mean, yeah, where do you want to start?
0: Um, And actually, I will start right at the very beginning, where he said, I have not treated Aaron Carter. I don't know him, and I have no business commenting.
2: So basically, take everything I'm about to say to mean nothing.
0: And then he went on to comment. And then, and then, and then, he unwittingly brings Brittany into it. Again, it's like... It's so frustrating because your name is Dr. Drew. Yeah. There is a gravitas that comes with the title doctor that means that people are going to look to you to give medical opinions. Mm -hmm. And when you are a celebrity doctor like that, it is irresponsible. Even if you've prefaced it by saying, I have no business saying this well, or I have not treated this person.
2: And it's of a it's of a piece, right? And the piece is made up of chunks of Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, who's not actually a doctor,
0: right? Actually, he is.
2: But he's like a... P- he's, a, a
0: he's a doctor of psychology. He's like a PhD. He's not a medical doctor. He's
2: not a clinical I feel practicing like. well, physician. Do no, I he's
1: pr- not a physician. No, 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 no.
2: no. Yeah. He's, he might be like a doctor like Bill Cosby's a doctor.
0: No, he's not a doctor like Bill Cosby's. Because Do- Bill Cosby's like an honor, I think, has an honorary doctor. No, he
1: has his PhD. Oh, does but he? he's he? I think it's a, <laughs> he's a doctor of education. Okay, yeah. we clearly are yeah, he's way not a up on all the no, things that people are doing doctor.
0: here. But
2: my point is, these are, and actually, Dr. Oz is a legit, he's an actual doctor. So... Um, My point is simply this. If you make a living talking to people on camera doing medical diagnoses and you are a medical practitioner, you are more suspect. So actually, Dr. Drew and Dr. Oz are more a foul of this issue than actually a Dr. Phil because Mm a Dr. Phil is not practicing medicine in any other capacity in his life, which to me ethically would seem like the bigger issue. If you are practicing, if you are a medical doctor and you are providing, um, if you are providing medical advice out in the air, in the open to someone who hasn't asked for it, you're not a doctor of that particular patient. Right. Then that seems like the bigger mistake as far as I'm concerned. Like we all know Dr. Phil's kind of Dr. Phil, but like, for Dr. Drew, yeah. it just seems like, you know...
0: He he goes on in this uh, interview to talk at length about... Um, and, I mean, when I say at length, I mean a couple minutes. But he talks about the conservatorship with Brittany and how necessary it was to help her maintain her stability. See, that's and what and I again, hate about yeah. this,
2: because it just gives people this thinly-veiled excuse to be like, oh, okay. When he doesn't know, he no. doesn't know anything about it. So he is no more informed. What he is capable of doing and what any responsible medical professional is capable of doing, it's not that medical professionals professionals can't go on TV or have opinions about things, but what you do is say, in these types of cases, when a person is suffering from blank, and I don't know if Mr., if Mr. What's his name? Carter. Carter is suffering from this. But if he were, then these are the things we would pay attention to. Right. If Britney Spears, uh, if he has opinions about her and her conservatorship, I would say as a medical doctor, if, if I had a her patient diagnosis, who was diagnosed yeah. with blank, then this might be how I would treat them. Or this is common practice for someone who is being treated for blank. Yeah, That does not just give you carte blanche to be, um you know like oh it's bad that britney's doing this and they did this for britney because of this you don't know well
0: and the damaging thing that he does that he clearly is not realizing when he conflates those two things is he's advancing a stigma around mental illness by assuming a similarity where maybe there is one but he doesn't know because again he is not treating those people yeah that's it you're D Thank
2: you. God, Dr. A, Drew bag. Still a Drew bag. Mm-hmm. I always had that feeling about him. Remember when he was on, what was the show that he was on years ago with? Loveline. Loveline. Yeah, yeah with Adam, Adam Carolla. Carolla. And basically anytime a woman was difficult,
0: it oh, was like she had been sexually issues.
2: abused or had daddy issues. Yeah. I know he like,
0: had like a bag of diagnoses that he would just like, He yeah, he that he would ascribe to people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I I had, like, a weird, like, intellectual crush on him in the sense that he always sounded smart and I thought he was kind of cute. But now I just, he just irritates me.
2: Yeah. Well, because you see that it's dangerous. Yeah. Because we've lived through this. Well, let's be honest. We live in a world now where people think they can just put their face on a camera and suddenly they're, you know somehow experts on x y or z
0: i would also like to say i I (laughs) hold him partially responsible for three exactly for fair abraham because he does all the reunion shows for a teen mom and like I just that little no ish okay
2: i would like to make my d-bag today a lady we haven't talked about in a while lady gaga sing
0: it what did she do now
2: okay here um was a tweet that i need to share with you it was from october 1st so just yesterday 12 38 the p.m during our show tweet i'm calling my next album adele
0: Mm. what okay i'm
2: calling my next album Adele? adele So Lady Gaga wants you to know that her next album's name is Adele. Two problems with this. One, what is she talking about? Is she Does saying she that she literally is going to name her next album Adele? And if so, hmm, is that peak trolling? You don't, na- you're going to name your album Adele, Adele
0: the greatest singer in the world? I mean, that's Celine Dion, but whatever, same.
2: Well, no, that's what Celine Dion would say. You're right, you're right. She is the greatest singer in the world. Correct. And I will grant you, she's been around a lot longer than Adele, but I would put Adele up against her in one of them, you know...
0: Singing competitions? Those,
2: like, video games where you... Oh, like Rock'em, Soc'em, And you fight people with, oh, like, like, special weapons. like
1: Street Fighter?
2: Yes. In my Street Fighter, I would win with Adele every time. Mm-hmm. So, either she's, like trying to steal Adele, or is she saying that they're going to do some kind of collaboration? Wait,
0: read the tweet again, because I don't understand that English.
2: I'm calling my next album Adele.
0: Okay, I think what she's saying is that she'll be able to sell a lot of albums if she calls it Adele, but that's also weird, and Dumb well, and not funny.
1: And she might think it's funny, but that's dumb. Or that she loves Adele so much that she wants to name her album after her.
2: Yes, that's what a lot of people said, that that she was somehow just showing mad love for Adele. But, like, that is the dumbest way to say it. I'm calling my next album Adele. Like, like I'm calling my next baby Adele, Right. you know, because I love Adele so much. She's amazing. But at the same time, it's like, look at me over here.
0: Well, it's almost like she's trying to co-opt Adele.
2: And also, I just want you to be very afraid. Why? Because Lady Gaga always has a plan. Uh Uh-huh. And her plans very often require us to be the victim. And by that, I mean, A Star is Born.
0: Yeah. I don't want to be victimized by Lady Gaga anymore. (laughs) I know (laughs)
2: that a lot of people loved that movie. We had to sit through the Hollywood-speak narrative journey story time of her and Bradley Cooper.
0: Which, by the way, I think detracted from a pretty decent movie. Honestly.
2: Well, and it was solely in the service of that movie. Yes. That that storyline was advanced. It became
0: but, a distraction, though, because that's that movie what was saying. decent. Yeah. She
2: can't get out of her own way. Oh, girl. So don't get in Adele's way trying to get out your own way. Does that make sense? I don't it, think does, it does, sort but, of, but
0: I that hurt my brain. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, as if we have not had enough D bag, we found another one. Oh Yay. my God, I'm so excited, you guys. It's a D bag double down. With- <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a party after this. It's a D bag party on My Talk 1071. Oh, you guys, there was an abundance of D bags. Oh,
2: big, fresh use. It's-
0: <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, so many D-bags in fact that we had to have a D-bag double duh presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day.
2: Now Okay, so this one is actually probably the original, the OG of D-Bags. I feel like we started this segment for her. Probably. Don't you think? Probably. Lena Dunham.
0: Lena (laughs) Dunham. Sorry. (laughs) Lena
2: Dunham. We are horrible people. I hope she's listening.
0: Are we... Are
2: we not as horrible as she is in this new interview with L.U.K. Um, where Luck? she's reflecting? <laughs> yeah, L.U.K. <laughs> she is reflecting on stuff. You know, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she's got a lot of things to say. But here's what also what over- she
0: does usually is just reflect on stuff. I mean, that is Thank what you. she does. In
2: fact, that's what I wanted to say because as I read the words, the Once Upon a Time in, act- uh, in Hollywood actress, 33, reflected on her breakup from. Uh, You want to tell me? Jack Antonoff, singer producer Jack Antonoff, whom she split in (sighs) in January. She is like Taylor Swift.
0: She let it go,
1: girl. After
2: quote a six year dalliance. Okay. (laughs) Okay, thank you for that. Now, (laughs) so from that point, I knew we were going to be in fertile territory for D Bag Town because. (laughs) Um like whenever first of all why is she still talking about this relationship because breaking up? She doesn't have anything else has. to talk about. Literally. And I don't want to take please don't misunderstand this segment. I don't want to take away anything from her as a accomplished uh writer, actress and person about the world. But when she opens her mouth to discuss anything beyond it gets really tiresome quickly. And here's what she started to talk about that threw me into fits last night as I was in bed trying to go to sleep. Quote, sadness is the only thing that's ever made me lose weight. Two years ago, during the last gasps of my six year relationship, I lost weight. Not a little weight, not the kind of weight where your bra feels kind of generous and you marvel at your subtle. But, oh, wow, it's definitely there now clavicle. No, it was a lot of weight. She went on, it happened, like many things happen, at first, slowly, and then, all at once.
0: Wait a second, is she talking in words? (laughs) Like, is she saying, are these, like, okay.
2: But it's it's so delightfully Lena Dunham, and it's the thing that drives us nuts, it's so... um, uh, She can't just uh,
0: be like... Yeah, man, I was like, I lost a ton of weight when I was in the middle of my breakup. I just like was not taking care of myself. And she wouldn't be the first person
2: to stop eating when when life happens. And because that's a way some people cope. It's usually the result of anxiety, which Mm -hmm. is a medical condition. But there is a theatricality. There is a um, there is a story quality to it, which I get because she writes stories for a living. Yeah, I feel like she is constantly spitting out you know, writing on a page when she's talking to magazines about her own life. It comes across so tortured though. Do
0: you know? Okay. So like when you watch, um, I'm trying to think of like an example of the show where you would see this happen. Like, um, Ooh, what are the, what's the one with the uh, unsolved mysteries? Okay. When you watch unsolved mysteries and they're trying to explain something to you that happened, what do they do? They have actors do a dramatization. Oh, dramatization. A re- yeah, dramatization of it. Thank you. Lena Dunham's entire life is a <laughs> Let dramatization me do this again with of that life. Music. Okay, leave the music on.
2: Not a little weight. Not wait. No, I got to start at the beginning. Okay. Sadness is the only thing that's ever made me lose weight. Two years ago, during the last gasps of my six-year relationship, I lost weight. Not a little weight. Not the kind of weight where your bra's feel kind of generous and you marvel at your subtle but oh wow it's definitely there now clavicle. No, it was a lot of weight.
0: I mean, is do you not see like our list actresses playing Lena Dunham in that story of herself? And uh,
2: yes, absolutely. And it it makes me wonder, and it makes me want to go back and watch Girls and wonder if the writing is really that bad because It's not which is fascinating to me because when she's talking about herself, she's a horrible writer, but those were words. She wasn't writing. She was speaking. Maybe that's the issue. Then she went on to say again, and she's talking to Elle about her breakup that nobody cares about at this point. And,
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It started with a stomach infection that necessitated a diet of basmati rice and bottles of Pedialyte. Didn't hate it. What? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, she's saying, like, she it was likes, kind of awesome. She liked she basmati rice and Pedialyte? Then came the 2016 election, when we all either started or stopped, eat, stopped eating en masse. Okay, you know what? No. And that's another thing that she has done more than once, where she says that, like, people stopped, you know, like, oh, we stopped eating after 2016 no. because we were so terribly... Like
0: no girl, honey no, don't take, no. again don't you are do- that throw- is a dramatization. <laughs> yes,
2: thank you. That is not truth. Were a lot of people uh surprised, upset, depressed. Sure, but I have news for you. That happens anytime somebody loses right. something. And I get what you're saying, but you take it to a level that is just beyond the realm of
0: This one goes to 11. Like she always goes to 11. Is there any more that's going to make me roll my eyes right out of my head? I could
2: just like make your eyes roll out for days. Here's, I do want to say though, specifically, and um, I can continue to read about her weight loss. I again, I'm, I'm not taking issues with the fact that she did. Like, I could hear her coming back and saying, "Well, I did, and this is what happened, and it was a difficult period." I'm not trying to say you can't have difficult periods. We all go through difficult periods in our life and they make us do things, but it's the way that you talk
0: about it well, that like makes it's, me like so... like it's some sort of tragedy. Here's the thing I think that bothers us about her, and it always is the thing that bothers us about her. You've heard that term before, the whole world is a stage. She really thinks that, and she actually thinks that she is the lead actress in the world. Yeah. Like, meaning that th- that literally, the whole entire world revolves around her yeah and every emotion that she feels is not just her own emotion but it is the emotion of the character that is lena dunham and in order to fully understand lena dunham mm-hmm. you need to hear her every flipping thought
2: God, i was like where are we going i
0: just get it's tiresome i can imagine being in a friendship with her oh, wouldn't make you want to p- poke your eyeballs with yes. something incredibly because sharp.
2: she like she won't let anything go right
0: and well well, like we won't let her if she was
2: misunderstood she's oh god i can't even but she goes on to say at the end of that relationship the weight was falling off again her relationship from 2018 january of that year so now a full two and a half years ago so i wonder if she'll be talking about it six years from now anyway at the end of that relationship the weight was falling off in double digits but as i explained to my closest friends I experienced none of the heady triumph of the women showing off their formerly huge jeans in a full-page ad for weight loss pills.
0: I don't even, what?
2: No, she's saying her weight loss Uh was born of tragedy. It was not born of, you know, a weight loss journey.
1: Yeah, like, she couldn't celebrate by fitting her entire body into one pant leg.
2: When my boyfriend and I broke up, I very quickly took a lover.
0: Okay, first of all, who, who, who in modern day <laughs> says the words, I very quickly took a lover? Yeah. Nobody says she that. She took a
2: lover. It was someone I'd known from childhood, and he was in many ways exactly as I'd remembered him. Goofy and physical, boyish and sweet. I went from being touched barely at all to being the very definition of touch.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I, cannot, I can't do it. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys, she is insufferable. I just... You know, I also wonder, does she listen to anybody else? Like, if one of her friends says something like, I'm having a really difficult day, I bet her answer is like, let me tell you about the most difficult day I had. It was a Tuesday. It was rainy. Well, this
2: is why, like, I I just get the impression that, like, if she's in my life, if she's someone I know, and she comes around the corner, I'm going to be like, oh, God.
0: Brace yourself. Ah!" Brace yourself. Because you're going
2: to hear, like... Along, you're just going to get a soliloquy she's whether the, you want one or not. She's the
0: person, if you say, How are you? She actually tells you. Yeah.
1: Or she's the person that you see at the other end of the grocery store, and then you look down at your phone and pretend like you don't see them. And then you spend the rest of the trip dodging. Yeah.
2: She did go on to say, just quickly, uh, that she's very body positive, but she's also a young single woman working in Hollywood, and she can't pretend that weight is not a thing, it's a thing. But she did tell the British uh, publication, again, L-U-K, of her penchant for Welsh cakes and meat pies. Okay. After one bite, I am in ecstasy <laughs> After the second, I miss my mother The only person or thing That can rival this pie for comfort What? <laughs> oh, no, no, no After the third I shed a tear For all the bad bites I've ever taken For all the things I've ever hated And finished anyway And all the delicious things I haven't allowed myself to finish Loving this meat pie Means I'm alive
0: uh-huh. Did she say that? Girl! Yes! These are are quotes in the November issue of L.U.K. on sale from Thursday. I can't be buying that. Can I just read you this amazing... Loving this
2: meat pie means I'm alive.
0: (laughs) This is the best... We got an email from Sarah who put this so succinctly and beautifully. Lena sounds like my teenage daughter, self indulgent melancholy, like she invented pain. Yes. That oh, is exactly sure. it. Like she like you cannot possibly know suffering yeah. until you know the suffering of losing weight of because of your terrible relationship. Actress in Hollywood. And being touched after you've taken a lover. <laughs>
2: with a meat pie that reminds you of mom we
0: should seriously shuffle up some of those dumb quotes and make an even better interview all right we come back on the colleen and bradley show you can only have one topping on your pizza besides cheese what is it
2: this is the real stuff man 651-641-107 have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply